Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is Parareality Radio. I'm Sandman, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. It's Monday, September the 3rd, 2012, and that means that it's time for another episode of Parareality Radio. Happy Labor Day, everybody, by the way. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your uh, busy schedule of doing nothing on this Labor Day <laughs> to listen to the show. Uh, tonight's show is a very special one because I have my very first in-studio guest here in the new Pair Reality Radio studio. And this guest is also a representative from a very secretive organization that I've been trying to get to agree to be interviewed for, well, for many years now. Uh, <clears throat> my guest has asked to be known only as Lord Draconis and that his voice be disguised so that there is no danger in it being recognized. So there may be a bit of a delay in his answers to my questions because of using the voice disguiser software. Uh, we've kind of uh, played around with it a little bit before coming on the show tonight and uh, figured out pretty much the best way is um, for him to be completely silent while I'm talking and then uh, speak with the voice disguiser whenever I get finished asking my questions. So it's going to be kind of a, a, a maybe a weird sounding type of an interview, but um that's just how it's going to have to be. So I just ask that you bear with us tonight as we use the uh, voice disguiser here on Pair Reality Radio in order to keep uh, his voice from being recognized. Uh, Lord Draconis represents an organization known as the Order of the Dracul. I first learned about this organization several years ago when I was doing research for an upcoming show. I accidentally stumbled upon their website and actually became fascinated with this group. Um, besides the cryptic name, what interested, interested me was a line of text at the bottom of their uh, homepage, uh, which says, um, and I'm going to quote this, I'm going to read it. We are the seekers of the truth. We are the seekers of the lost knowledge of man. We are the order of the Dracul. Naturally, a line of text like that intrigued me a lot, and, and I've been trying to get someone from the order of the Dracul to appear on Pair Reality Radio for years. And finally, after countless emails, uh, they agreed to have someone speak with me over the phone, and that someone turned out to be my guest here tonight, Lord Draconis. And that phone conversation led to a rather clandestine face-to-face -face meeting with the man who is my guest here tonight. And that meeting is what eventually got us to, uh, or got got us to the point to where he has agreed to be on the show. Well, that, and he had to get it cleared by his superiors. Uh, but needless to say, I'm very excited to have him here on the show, and I can't wait to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Lord Draconis from the Order of the Dracul.
Thank you for having me here on Parareality Radio. It is an honor for me to be here. I will admit that um, we did have, as an organization, we did have a little bit of a debate over whether or not this would be something that would be a good idea. However, Mm -hmm. in the end, everyone did come to an agreement and decide that this actually is going to be a good thing. Um, Generally, we don't like for people to um, know who we are. Uh, We're not necessarily uh, trying to keep our uh, existence a secret from the rest of the world. However, we do... um, How can I say this? We don't really put ourselves out publicly a lot. And one of the things that we don't want people to know is what happens within our organization. So it's kind of um, going against the grain, so to speak, to appear on this show and kind of tell what we are about and present some information that we previously have not made available to the public. Um, Just by me being here and revealing to you my name, my secret name, Lord Draconis, that is something that we do not generally do. Usually our Dracul names are kept only within the order. In other words, only the people who are within the order of the Dracul know our secret names. Okay. And uh, it was decided that uh, I would reveal my secret name here on this radio show. Uh, and I'm going to keep my real name a secret from you, Sandman, and from the rest of the world. And I will be known only by my Dracul name here on the show, which is Lord Draconis. And we'll get into all of this a little bit later, I'm assuming. But once again, I don't want to keep rambling on and on. I just want to say this is a big step for us. This is not something that uh, we tread into lightly. Um, however... We have listened to your show for many years and um, Excellent. felt like this would be a good time and a good thing for us to do to come on your show after you've been requesting an interview for so long. <laughs> yeah. We decided finally now is the time, so here I am, and it is an honor and a privilege to be here, and I can't wait to get on with this interview, and I know it's going to be a good one, and... Um, that's really all I have to say. I appreciate you having me here. Thank you very much. Well, it is uh, my honor to have you appear here on Parareality Radio. After so many years of me trying to get you on the show, it uh, it took a lot, apparently. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time, number one, just to agree to to meet with me in the first place in order to get the ball rolling on this whole thing. And number two, to give up uh, time on your Labor Day holiday to come and be interviewed here on Pure Reality Radio. So uh, this is something that uh, I'm really looking forward to. But before we get into the interview, let me tell everyone who's listening out there how they can get in contact with me because... There are a few different ways, as I'm sure everyone is aware of. 
First of all, you can reach me on Yahoo Messenger by using my screen name, which is GreyDragon98, and that's spelled G-R-E-Y-D-R-A-G-O-N with the number 98 tacked onto the back of it. There's no underscore or hyphen or anything of that nature. It's just GreyDragon98. If you're not already on my contact list, please let me know that you listen to the show whenever you send me a friend request. Otherwise, I'll just more than likely decline your invitation. And that's thanks to all of the spammers that are now running rampant over all the instant messenger software out there. They're everywhere. You get them in your email and you get them on your spam, on your uh, instant messenger of choice. Pretty soon you'll probably be getting text spams if you hadn't already started receiving crowd like that. Uh, and, you know, no, I'm not going to go to your website to quote unquote verify my age so I can pay you $10 to see you take your clothes off and masturbate for me. Don't want to see that. Not going to pay for it. So uh, please, if you uh, aren't on my contact list on Yahoo Messenger, just uh, state in your AM to me that you are a fan of the show. You can also send me an email. My email address is sandman at parareality.com, or you can just go to my website, which is parareality.com. I'm also available on Facebook. If you'll just go to facebook.com and look for sandman.parareality. And uh, finally, you can still call the studio line. I do have that number uh, left over from the old telephone or the old telephone, Jesus, the old radio show back when I was uh, on Live 365. So I do still have the studio line. You can call that anytime, 24-7, and leave me a message. Uh, the number is 615-692-1170. That number to call, once again, is area code 615-692-1170. You can leave me a message. Uh, just be aware that I may play your comment back on the show. And you never know, I may also answer the phone as well because I'm I'm always in the studio um, working and at some point during the day, just about, uh, four days a week or so. Uh, so you may catch me there. Uh, so you never know, feel free to, uh, give me a call and, uh, we'll see if, uh, you can catch me. If not, just leave a message, but just be advised that I may play your comment back on the show here. So, uh, now that we've uh, killed about uh, the first 12 minutes of the show, I am going to uh, take a quick break so that uh, my guest and I can get prepared to uh, do this interview. I'm going to let you listen to some Black Label Society. Through our conversations, I found that my guest, Lord Draconis, uh, is a... Uh, uh, fan of Zach Wild and Black Label Society, as am I, if you listen to this show for any length of time. And uh, I thought in his honor, I would play some Black Label Society and just a little bit of uh, play on words and everything. Um, his name, Lord Draconis. I'm going to play Overlord by Black Label Society off of their Order of the Black CD. Once again, another play. Uh, Lord Draconis, Overlord, Order of the Dracul, and Order of the Black. I thought it was kind of, uh, you know, I thought it was kind of cool for me to uh, 
to do something like that. Anyway, here is uh, Overlord by Black Label Society. And when we come back, we'll have our interview with Lord Draconis from Order of the Dracul. Enjoy it, and we'll be back here in just a few minutes.
You are listening to Parareality Radio, your information source for all things paranormal. New episodes available the first Monday of every month. Turn on, tune in, and find out. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. All right, we are back here with my very first in-studio guest on the all-new Parareality Radio. I'm talking to Lord Draconis, who is a representative of a mysterious organization known as the Order of the Dracul. And I've been waiting, as you guys know from listening to the first 10 or 15 minutes of the show, I've been waiting for a very long time to get some sort of representative from this group to agree to appear here on Parareality Radio. So I am going to not waste any time, any more time, and I'm going to get right into the interview. And you guys may hear a little bit of background stuff. Uh, once again, this, the uh, if you've heard it on past shows, it's probably the air conditioning vent because the broadcast booth is sitting right up underneath an air conditioning vent. So you may hear some wind noise or whatever. So anyway, that may be the noise that you guys are hearing. So let's uh, let's get right into the show and I'm going to uh, not waste any more time, like I said. So talking to Lord Draconis tonight. So everyone, just another reminder that uh, we are going to be using the voice disguiser when uh, Lord Draconis answers his question. So there may be a little bit of a, of a delay in between the time that I ask my question, the time that he begins to speak. And we decide the best way to do this is for him to remain absolutely completely silent while I am talking, and then he will speak when I'm done. So that's how this interview is gonna go. So uh, everyone, this is Lord Draconis, representative of a mysterious organization known as the Order of the Dracul. And my first question for you, Lord Draconis, is what does the name Order of the Dracul mean? Does it have something or anything at all to do with Dracula? Doesn't it doesn't. Let me explain further before you ask me anything else. We take our name based off of the original Order of the Dracul, which is Vlad III or Dracula, and his father, Vlad II, belonged to. Vlad III was also called Vlad Dracula, or Vlad Sepish, which means Vlad the Impaler. The word Sepish stands for Impaler, and was so coined because of Vlad's propensity to punish victims by impaling them on stakes, then displaying them publicly to frighten his enemies and warn would-be transgressors of his strict moral code. He's credited with killing somewhere between 40,000 and 100,000 people in this fashion. The word for dragon in Romanian is drac, D-R-A-C, and ul, U-L, is the definitive article. Vlad III's father thus became known as Vlad Dracul, or Vlad the Dragon. In Romanian, the ending U-L-E-A means the son of. Under this interpretation, Vlad III thus became Vlad Dracula, the U-L-E-A, Ula, or son of the dragon. The word drac also means devil in Romanian. 
The name thus took on a double meaning for the enemies of Vlad Sepish and his father. So our name, literally interpreted, means Order of the Dragon. Very interesting information. You uh, gave me some 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 uh, info there about the the name Dracul and Dracula that I was completely unaware of. Um, so that's kind of where the name Order of the Dracul comes from. But just exactly what is the Order of the Dracul? We are an intellectual fraternal society. We seek the lost knowledge of many of the ancient civilizations that once existed on this planet. We seek to learn where we came from, why we are here, and how we can help our fellow man and improve ourselves at the same time. In short, we seek the meaning of life and how we can make the world we live in a better place. Okay. Um... So your order actually has very little, if anything at all, to do with um, the original order of the dragon. Correct. Now, here's my chance to give a little bit of a history lesson about the original order of the dragon. Okay. On December 13th, 1408, the fraternal aspect of the Dragon Court was formally reconstituted by King Sidsmund von Lutzenborg of Hungary during a time of political turmoil and war. Sigismund drew up a pact with 23 royals and nobles who swore to observe the true and pure fraternity within the society of the dragon. This later became Ordo Dragonis, or Order of the Dragon. This new order of the dragon was an institution modeled on the order of St. George, although it was by no means a conventional order in the recognized chivalric sense. Some of the other officers of the reconstituted court included Sixman's wife, Barbara Chili, and their daughter, Elizabeth. Interesting. This achieved the traditional overall standard of 26 members. The founding document stated that members of the court could wear the insignia of a dragon curved into a circle with a red cross. This was based upon the original emblem of the Cup of Waters, also called, and this is very interesting, Rosicrucis, which identified the Holy Grail from the time of the 4th millennium BC. Now this insignia is still in use today along with a black mantle bearing a red cross on center, back and front, while a gold dragon brooch is worn upon a braid on the left shoulder. Sigismund was crowned Holy Roman Emperor in 1411. Even though the court's origins were steeped in pre-Christian lore, the Pope of the time, Gregory Twelfth, approved Sigismund's organization. The main concern of the order in those days seemed to be to help protect its region in Europe from the invading sultans of the Ottoman Empire. Like many other orders of knights, its duties were to protect the king and his family, defend the empire, protect widows and children, 
and possibly to propagate Catholicism. Christianity was not supreme in countries like Hungary and Romania, which were mainly pagans. It seems that the reason for the secrecy of the order may have been because the ultimate aim was to gain political supremacy in Europe for the House of Luxembourg. Today, the Hungarian Order of the Dragon is registered at the High Court of Budapest. The Grand Chancellor is Dr. Gregory von Verheligi Lehr, Court of Oberberg. In the English-speaking world, the order resides within the protectorate of the Royal House of Stuart. The Grand Prior in Britain is Dr. Andrew von Zygsmund, Baron de Lemene of the Hungarian Consulate. It is rumored that the aristocratic families of today's Order of the Dragon believe that their pure blood makes them the genetically engineered and chosen rulers of mankind. They believe the natural and social order of mankind is feudalism rather than democracy, as they state incompetent, self-seeking, middle-class idiots more often find themselves voted in control of vast social systems. Most believe that the concept of this Society of the Dragon can be traced back to the original Grand Assembly of the Anunnaki in, in uh, ancient Mesopotamia. Its function is to do the will of the gods as interpreted by the Dragon Court's hierarchy. Wow, that is a lot of information. Uh, obviously, you are a wealth of knowledge on the original order of the dragon and what it represented what it represented and as as well as as Vlad Dracul um, and um, how, how he became involved in this whole process this whole order of the dragon this society so if the order of the Dracul and the order of the dragon really have nothing at all to do with the other, why do you have the name order of the Dracul? Okay, I'm going to do my best to explain this. Our leader, the one who originally had the idea to form the order, is an admirer of Vlad Dracula. Admirer? To be more specific, he's actually an admirer of his moral code. Vlad okay. Dracula seemed to like to impale people who didn't have his same set of morals, and of course our leader doesn't believe in that. However, he does believe that society as a whole has lost a lot of its morals and ethics, and his vision was to have an organization that had a strict set of moral codes. Being an admirer of Vlad Dracula's morals and ethics, he decided to pay homage to him by calling our organization Order of the Dracul instead of Order of the Dragon. And as I've already said, Dracul is just another word for dragon. Right. I could actually go into a lot more detail about all of this, but I'm choosing just to keep it short. Okay, so if you're a quote-unquote secret society why come on this radio show doesn't 
this very act make your society not a secret anymore? That's a very good question. We actually consider ourselves to be a society of secrets rather than a secret society in the traditional sense of the word. By this, I mean that we keep what we learn within the order. We keep our rituals and practices known only to those within the organization. If we come across information that we would consider something that needed to be shared with the outside world, of course we would share that information. We've never actually been a completely secret society in the first place. We maintain a website, which we've had for many years, and we use that as a sort of recruiting tool for potential members. May I give out the web address? Well, by all means, it's your website, so go ahead. Thank you. The address is orderofthedracool.tripod.com. Just go there and you can learn much information about the Order of the Dracool. Okay, so you're not a secret society, but a society of secrets. So what kinds of secrets do you, do you possess? It's our belief that mankind, as we know it today, was created by the Anunnaki. If you're familiar with the work of the late Zechariah Sitchin, you know what I'm talking about. We believe that we hold information that proves that to be true. That's all I'm going to say on the subject. To say anything more would be in direct violation with my sacred oath to the war. Well, why did you agree to this interview? Because this is a way for us to get our presence more widely known. We have been for the last several years, undergoing a reorganization of sorts, and we are looking for new members. Coming on this radio program gives us a chance to use this interview as a recruiting tool of sorts. Well, what exactly does one have to do in order to join the Order of the Dracul? First of all, not just anyone can join the Order. Each applicant is personally invited to join by the Dragon Council. It's preferred that the applicant be personally known by someone within the order before being recommended to join. However, this isn't necessary. Also, if you feel that you would make a productive member of the order, you may ask us to join by contacting us via our website. And that actually happens quite a lot. So, so that's it. All you got to do is ask or be asked? That's that's it? Or that's all you got to do to join the Order of Dracul? Is it ask or be asked? Well, it's a little more complicated than just that. We invite only those whom we feel possess the qualities and characteristics necessary to be able to join. Members must be able to dedicate enough time to participate and make a difference in the organization. Prior to sending out the invitation to join, the applicant is carefully screened and possibly tested without his or her knowledge by the council. If the applicant accepts the invitation, then he or she will commence their journey within the order with a 90-day probationary period. During this time, 
the council will assign the applicant sponsor a series of quests to give the applicant. During these quests, the applicant will be closely watched by the council. The quest must be completed within the 90-day period, and if this is done, the council will vote by secret ballot to see if the applicant will be admitted. That actually sounds like a lot of stuff to go through. So what would be the benefit for me if I were invited to join the Order of the Dracul? There are several benefits to becoming a member of our organization. Our members are close friends and we have a great time when we get together. We hope that one's journey within the Order will make them become a better person. Becoming a better person will make you have a better overall life. We offer exciting, knowledge-gathering field trips and hold regularly scheduled meetings. Every meeting gives members the chance to make close friends and learn from our lectures. We also require all of our members to go on learning quests in order to progress within the order. Much knowledge is gained in these quests, and we all know that knowledge is power. Knowledge is a good thing, and the more you know, the more enlightened you will become. Well, what would happen if I decided that this whole thing wasn't for me? I mean, you know, wh what if I decided to quit the order? It, it, you know, let's say I, I was invited to join and I went through my uh, probationary phase and it met all my requirements and, and got voted to join and was a member for, let's say, six months to a year or, or whatever. And then I decided, hey, you know what? This really isn't all I thought it was going to be. Uh, it, it's not for me. I don't want to, you know, participate in this any longer. Wh what would happen if if I decided that? Uh, if if I, I mean, if I decided to quit, would I have to, uh, you know, fear for my life or something like that? <laughs> no, not at all. We're not going to kill you or your family or beat you up just because you decide not to continue your journey within the order. One of our sayings is blood in, blood out, meaning that once you join, you're brothers with the rest of us. If you leave, you're still a brother. We make each new member swear a vow of secrecy, loyalty, and allegiance to the order and all that we ask of a former member is to keep that vow. If you don't, then we may pay you a visit and ask that you remember those vows, but in the end, we can't force anyone to be quiet. We can't kill someone, so all we can do is hope that they remain true to their vow. Okay, well, it's good to know that I wouldn't have to fear for my life or for my safety if I were to join and then decide that I wanted to to quit so that kind of begs the the this following question exactly um, how many members do you have at the moment the Dragon Council doesn't want me to reveal the exact number of members that we currently have however what I am allowed to say is that we've limited ourselves to 26 members which if you remember was the number of members of the original order of the dragon we currently have far less than 26 members. Are you allowed to tell me anything at all about your members? No. 
to do so would violate the laws of the order, and one of those laws is that our rituals and practices remain a secret. That includes the names of our members as well. What I can tell you is that our current members are all intelligent, productive people of society, and we want to keep it that way. We have in our group medical professionals, athletic trainers, holistic medicine specialists. There are religious people, people who are reverends. Reference? That's right, reverends. And former enlistments of the U.S. military. There are members who work for two of the larger corporations in the United States, and I'm not going to tell you what those corporations are. This is not a fly-by-night organization. We've been in existence since January of 1993, and we plan to be around for much longer. Well, that's quite a long time for you to be around. That's, uh, oh, well, you're coming up on your 20-year your anniversary, so that's very impressive. Um, congratulations on that, by the way. And you've I, I've heard you mention something a couple of times now, uh, or refer to uh, something a, a couple of times now called the Dragon Council. Can you tell me anything at all about the Dragon Council or what it is? The Dragon Council is the governing body of the Order. They're responsible for enforcing the rules and regulations of the Order of the Dracul. Our rules are outlined in our Codex, and the Council is the living, breathing word of the Codex. And you sit on the Dragon Council, correct? Yes. I'm the Dragon Lord, which serves as the Vice President of the Dragon Council. The only office higher than mine is the Dragon Prince, who is the President of the Council. That's all I'm allowed to say about the Council or its officers. Well, so far you're most of your answers have been, let's just say, vague, to say the least. You, you're you not going to go really into any more depth about anything or, I mean, you're, I, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is as far as you can go. I mean, your, your vagueness here, I guess, is it. I mean, you're, you're not able to go into any more depth into anything at all. While I'm the public relations officer of the order, I still serve the Dragon Council. My first duty is to the Order, and my second duty is to the Council. For me to be any more specific about our organization would come in a direct violation of my orders from the Dragon Council and my vows to the Order of the Dracul. Okay, that's fair enough. So I know when to press and when not to press. Um, moving along here. Does the Order of the Dracul practice anything like um, satanic rituals, occult magic, or anything like that at all? You're probably thinking that with a name like Order of the Dracul, that we're pagans, satanists, or some other strange group of society. Well, we're not. The word Dracul has its origins from the Latin word Draco, meaning dragon. Therefore, our name is interpreted literally as Order of the Dragon. We do not practice Satanism, occultism, or any other specific religious ceremonies. We are open as far as religious beliefs are concerned, and members may practice whatever religion they choose. However, we expect all members to have an open mind to the beliefs of the Order itself, and we don't want members trying to force their religious beliefs onto others within the organization. 
We do make all members abide by our rules, however, and the primary rule is to follow the Principia Draconis, which are the three rules within rules that bind the order together. Once again, that's all that I'm allowed to say about this subject. Well, the name Order of the Dracul certainly seems to imply that you're into occult or satanic stuff, especially vampirism. Now, you guys aren't vampires or anything like that, do you? I mean, you don't you don't think that your your vampires are, are any anything of that nature. We don't think that we're vampires, nor do we play vampire. While the names Order of the Dragon and Order of the Dracul may be similar, we want to make one thing clear. That's where the similarity ends. We do not, nor have we at any time, believed that the members of our society have been chosen by the gods to rule mankind. It's on the contrary, we want to work with mankind to improve the way of life for the planet as a whole. But aren't you afraid that with the name Order of the Dracul, aren't you afraid that people will think that you're into stuff like that? I mean, the, the, the name Order of the Dracul certainly seems to imply, you know, you're into weird stuff like vampirism, occult magic, stuff like that. Aren't, aren't you afraid that people will hear that name and then automatically assume that you're into that kind of stuff? Well, people can think what they want. We realize that the name Order of the Dracul is a strange one and that our beliefs aren't mainstream. We also keep our rituals, practices, and knowledge a secret from the outside world. Those things always make for all kinds of weird theories. We don't really care what others think about us because we know what we're all about and that's the only thing that really counts in the end. Okay. Well, what about dragons? Uh, Dracul meaning dragon. What, what about dragons? You guys don't worship dragons or anything like that, do you? I think that I've already made it clear that we do not think that we're vampires. We don't practice occult magic, and we certainly do not worship Satan or dragons. However, dragons do play a huge part in our symbology. Dragons represent power and fiery force. Humans need to define power and refrain from being fiery. This is the process of transmutation that alchemists practiced at the psychological level. Whether gold was literally made from lead remains to be debatable, but the gold that a person can create out of himself originates and emerges from the leaden influences society imposes. Dragons are a very strong symbol. There are many different forms of dragons. You have a Chinese dragon, you have a Japanese dragon, you have the Western dragon. You know, there are different kinds of dragons in every culture from antiquity. That's one of the, the common themes of, of ancient societies is that they all had some form of a dragon. And no matter what form that dragon took, it was a symbol of strength and power. We as individuals within our organization like to think of ourselves 
as strong individuals. And when you get a group of strong individuals and put them together, they make a strong group. And that's one of the things that we envision ourselves as is a strong group of individuals who are coming together for a common goal. Now, you don't have to subscribe to our beliefs. And we certainly, if you don't subscribe to our beliefs, then you're not going to find a place within our organization. But one of the things that you do have to have besides an open mind is you have to have a strong will. You have to have a strong sense of self. And that's another thing that the dragon represents, strong sense of self. So while we, we do not worship dragons, they are very symbolic. Our organization literally interpreted, as I've said many times, is order of the dragon. The dragon is our symbol. It represents our strength. And we do have a very strong connection to the symbol of the dragon, but we do not worship it as if it were a god or anything like that. Okay, very well put. Um, next question. Zechariah Sitchin, uh, the Anunnaki, making oneself a better person, and the Order of the Dragon, and all this other stuff that, that you've been mentioning really all seem to have nothing at all to do with one another. So playing devil's advocate for just a second here, to me, it all seems like a bunch of nonsense. So what is your reply to that? Well, the one who's not a member of our ranks, it certainly would seem like a bunch of nonsense. Everything all ties together, but to understand that, you'd have to be within our ranks. We don't expect outsiders to understand what we're all about, and we're okay with people thinking that we're weird. Once someone becomes a member of the Order, they'll see how everything makes sense, and hopefully they'll obtain a new perspective on themselves, life in general, and the universe as a whole. What goes on inside the organization isn't to be understood by those who are outside of it. Okay, so do you have a, um, a specific goal in mind? Uh, are you looking to... Um, to change the world? Or? Our specific goal is simply to open the minds of our members and in doing so help them become better people. When someone becomes a better person and can understand how the world really is, then he makes the people around him better people, and those people have the opportunity to make others around them better people and so forth and so on. The effect of all that is world changing, only it's done at a very small and slow pace. But Specifically, we're not looking to take over the planet or institute global change per se. However, if we can somehow make a change in a small population of people, then that would make us happy. I believe that you have a saying at the end of all your shows that says something like, uh, hoping that your show opens people's mind to new ways of thinking and that they mm -hmm. need to lift the veil of ignorance. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we're trying to do, lift the veil of ignorance from our members. Um, I believe the quote that you are trying to um, trying to say 
uh, is that uh, it, it goes like this. I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way that you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Yeah, that's, that's it exactly. We want our members to understand the true power of the universe. So what information would you choose to share with the world out of, out of all the stuff that you've learned? What would be some of the things or the one thing or whatever that you would choose that your order would choose to share with the rest of the world? That would be up to the Dragon Council. It would probably have to be something really big like a new energy source or a new fuel source or maybe some irrefutable proof that we were created by the Anunnaki. But once again, that would be up to the Dragon Council. But don't you already possess irrefutable proof that the Anunnaki created mankind? We possess proof, yes, but not what we would consider to be irrefutable proof to the rest of the world. The proof that we have is readily available to the public and can be found really at any bookstore. It's just what we find in the information that we think are things that most people have missed. But if you want to find out what that is, you'll have to be a member. What well, do you think that agreeing to come on this radio show and do this interview will positively or negatively affect the way that people view the order of the Dracul? I'm not really sure how this will ultimately affect the view of the Order of the Dracul, but the hope is that it will be a positive one. At this point, I don't think that many people even know about us at all, and I hope that this interview will spark interest in the Order and get people to asking questions, and maybe we can gain some new members from all this as well. Okay, well, we're about to run out of time. I've got a little less than seven minutes, about six and a half minutes left of the show. So I'm going to have to wind it down. And uh, <clears throat> once again, thanks for coming on the show. Um, and I always kind of ask everybody uh, when I get finished interviewing them, the very last question I have is, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Is there any one last thing that you would like for us to know or any last thing that you would like to say? Look. I know all of this seems really strange, and I'll admit that when I was first approached to join, I thought it was strange too. But when I began to understand, when my eyes were opened, and it all began to make sense to me, I was glad that I accepted the invitation. And as a matter of fact, I didn't just join, I'm one of the founding members. There were four of us originally, and we're known within the order as the Four Horsemen. We took our leader's idea and expanded upon it and shaped the order into what it is today, and we've basically kept the order alive. We've been in existence since 1993, and as I've said before, we plan on being around a lot longer. We're not a religious cult, a doomsday cult, or any other cult, and we don't think that we're vampires, and we don't think that we're, we're descended from the gods. We want to make our members better people and to open their minds to new ways of thinking. We do have some beliefs that are way out there and we don't expect for everyone to believe like we do and we're okay with that. But if you're looking to be something different than what you already are, or if you're just interested in what we're about, then 
I believe that you owe it to yourself to look into the Order of the Dracul. Not just anyone can join, however. We're very selective in who comes within our ranks. We only invite those who we feel are worthy to join our Order. The reason for this is really simple. We don't want every freak, weirdo, or punk kid who thinks it's cool to be in a secret society knocking on our door and learning our secrets. You have to earn your way in. You have to prove to us that you're really looking to make yourself a better person and learn new things. I've already mentioned our website. I'm going to give it out again. It's http colon backslash backslash order of the Dracul dot tripod dot com. You don't even have to type in the www in front of anything. If you want to know more about us, go to the website. Our contact information is listed on there. If you want to join, send us an email. Well, thank you very much, everyone. This has been uh, Lord Draconis, representative of an organization known as the Order of the Dracul. I really appreciate you taking time out of your Labor Day to appear here on Parareality Radio. Uh, as I have said at the top of the show, I've been trying to get you guys to come on for many years, and uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to for you to appear on this radio show, and I really appreciate it. And uh, <clears throat> I hope that uh, the people who are listening to the show out there is able to uh, find a little bit of information out about uh, a very interesting group and hopefully pique their interest enough to maybe even want to join themselves or at least look into joining. And <clears throat> once again, thank you for appearing on the show, Lord Draconis. I really enjoyed this interview and uh, can't say how happy I am that you finally were able to make it here. Thank you for having me. We've actually had our eye on you for a very long time. <clears throat> really? Yes. Who knows, you may be one of the newest members in the future. Over the course of the years of your radio show, you've actually touched on some of the very things that we study. That's one of the reasons why we really, we readily jumped at the chance to appear. You mean I could be We'll a... see what happens. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I could be a member, huh? Um, <clears throat> wow. Um, I would love to be uh, considered as a member of the Order of the Dracul. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks for kind of throwing that in there. Well, uh, <clears throat> everybody, I'm quickly running out of time, so I'm going to have to wind it down now. And uh, <clears throat> hope that you – sorry, I got a little – my throat's a little – <clears throat> Got a little something in my throat there. Hope that you enjoyed listening to tonight's show. Let me know what you thought about it by sending me an email to sandman at parareality.com. Also, please remember to visit my website at www.parareality.com. While you're there, you can find out information about me, the upcoming show, and you can even listen to the show from there as well. Also, don't forget to look me up on Facebook at facebook.com slash sandman.parareality. You can hear the show there, too, and you can also find out more about what's going on in the world of parareality. My next show will be available on Monday, October the 1st, 2012. I'm going to have, hopefully, another guest. I'm going to actually two guests. I'm going to have Brent and Gina 
Oldham of Halo Paranormal to talk about um, <clears throat> their experiences with something known as the spirit box. They are experts in the spirit box, also known as the Frank's box, and they have had some tremendous success. They've been on a few television shows and radio programs, uh, <clears throat> both nationally, locally, and internationally. So um, really excited to have them on the show. That's going to be available on Monday, October the 1st, 2012. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. <clears throat> Excuse me again. And as always, I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way that you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Everybody, have a good evening. I'll see you again next month. And I'm going to leave you with another song that I think is appropriate for closing. This is Lover Boy with when it's over because as you know the show is over with we'll see you again next month everybody thanks for tuning in